All right, we have the place. Mishnah, Badabab Tzadi Yalaf, Amad Beis. Zok the Mishnah. Oini. And you have an Oini. Now, I want to keep some... We, we have to keep something in mind. Rashi points this out here, interestingly. It's very uncommon, because the Gemara, right in the beginning, is going to explain the situation of Oini. And usually, Rashi will say, the Gemara Mefarishlo. Rashi will say, oh, wait for the Gemara. Yeah, the, hold your horses, you know? Over here, Rashi actually explains what the Gemara is going to just begin saying as well. We're familiar with the concept of Oinin. Let's talk for a minute. When Chas V'Shalom, somebody loses a close relative. So we know that an Oinin is potter from mitzvahs. All right? You're not obligated in mitzvahs aseh. So we now have a unique situation where there's Karbam Pesach that's supposed to be eaten at the Pesach Seder, 15th day on Nisan. If you're capable of eating the Karban Pesach and you choose not to, there's a Chiyuv Karis. The Rabbanon gave us a Halacha. Now this is why it's important. The Rabbanon gave us a Halacha that an Aynein, somebody who's a close relative, should not perform a Mitzvah Saseh. So here's the problem. You have a Din the Rabbanon and Rashi tells us what the Gemara is going to tell us is that the Ainin the is only applies during the daytime, not during the nighttime. Okay? But you don't fulfill. Now, even Dindra Abanan telling us that the Ainin should not do a mitzvah, yet there's a chi of Dairaisa that's going to obligate me and Kari if I don't do it. So, will the Rabbanan go ahead and tell me to not do a mitzvah that if I don't do, the Torah says I got Kari's for? That's what's unique about our, our uh, halacha here of an Aynin, okay? So we have an Aynin. The halacha is, He's allowed to be part of a chabura for a Karban Pesach. He should go to the mikvah and he could eat it that night because really an Aynin does not apply at night times. So even though he's an Aynin by day, doesn't apply at night. And since that night he'll be able to eat the Karban Pesach, we include him in the chabura. An Aynin, the night afterwards is not allowed to eat from Kodshin. Okay? So we see right away there's a difference between Karban Pesach and Kodshin. Next, Halacha. Hashemeya al-Mesay. Somebody hears that one of his close relatives passed away. Top of today's daf. Which is a, we're not sure yet. The Gemara will explain what this case is, but it says a person who's gathering bones. Now, the Gemara ultimately is going to tell us later that it, you yourself are not doing it. It's being done on your behalf, okay? Now, is, you could be toivel, you could even eat, not only a korban pesach, you can even eat kachim. Now, what does it mean, hashemeya al mesoi? So, Rashi later on is going to tell us that this refers to somebody who hears that one of their close relatives had already passed away, is already buried. So the halacha is you take on the status, uh, or I don't even, uh, not necessarily that you're buried, but anybody who hears that a close relative passed away within the past 30 days, or I'm sorry, more than 30 days later, so you're going to be an Ainain for that particular day. Okay? The same thing would be true if somebody moved the bones of a close relative, somebody was buried in America, we'll say, somewhere in the United States, and they're now moving the body to Eretz Yisrael. Okay? So while the body is being moved, there is a halacha of oning, even though the parent may have passed away 40 years prior. 
200, not 200, then the kid wouldn't be alive, right? But let's say it's 40 years prior. So the halakha is you have a status of owning while the, for the day that the bones are, are uh, taken out and being transported. Gerashen is Gaiaber of Pesach. Last halacha of our Mishnah, very interesting situation. Somebody wants to convert to Judaism. And they end up converting on Erev Pesach. Beishamai says, Beishamai says, he goes to the mikvah and he eats his carbon Pesach that night. Does he have a bris milah? Does he not have a bris milah? We'll see. He says, a parish bin Arla, one who separates from Arla, has the Arla removed. It's like you're separating from the kever, from the grave. Meaning that as soon as a person has a bris mila done, they are capable of becoming Tameh. A guy, a non Jew, is not capable of becoming Tameh. A yid is capable of becoming Tameh. So he says like this if somebody is Megayer, somebody converts on Erev Pesach, you cannot eat the carbon Pesach at night because you are automatically given the status of Tumah. Okay? Now we'll get into exactly how we know this guy is Tameh. Is he really Tameh? Is he not Tameh? And if he's not Tameh, so then why don't we just let him? be Megayer and uh, take care of the carbon Pesach, take part of the carbon Pesach. It seems from Beis Hillel that no matter what, whether or not you're Tame right now or not, you will not be able to partake of the carbon Pesach at the Pesach Seder. But let's, again, we just introduced the Mishnah, and while we read the Mishnah, we introduced the discussions that the Gemara will have. Let's get going. Zok to Gemara, my time. What is the reason that the Ainain cannot eat Kachim, but is permitted to eat from the carbon Pesach. And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers, Kasavar Aninus Delayla Derabbanan. Because behold, Anina Delayla, Aninus Delayla Derabbanan, like, like Rashi on the Mishnah explained, that Midarabbanan Aninus at night applies, but Midaraisa it doesn't. Midabi Pesach, therefore it comes to carbon Pesach, which is a Chiv Kares if you don't eat it, and he meet the Brea Makam Kares. So the Rabbana never made exerah. They never said, oh, you're an Ainan even at night. Because if you don't eat it, you're going to be Chayav Karish. The Rabbana say, hold on, Pesach? All right, you can eat your cup in Pesach. We're not going to put you into such a tough pickle. When it comes to Kachim, the Rabbana did establish their words by a, um, uh, when it comes to transgressing in Asay. So you're not allowed to partake of Kachim, but it is permitted to partake of the Karban Pesach. Period. Okay. Two dots. Hashemeya al Mesa. Somebody hears that a relative had passed away, Malaket at and a person who's gathering the bones, says the Gabara, when you're gathering bones, um, you, you, uh, what does it mean that you could be Taival, you can go to the mikvah? What's going on? If you're gathering bones, I mean, you need to be sprinkled with the blood of the, of the Paraduma, with the ashes of the Paraduma. On the third day and the seventh day, you didn't finish your process yet. Why are you permitted to eat from the Karban Pesach? Says the Gemara, like we explained when we read the Mishnah, he himself is not gathering the bones. Rather, somebody else is reinterring 
the bones, I, I believe that I said that word uh, properly, uh, that the bones are, are, uh, be, of his parents are being moved from one place to another. He has the status of Ainin, but he is not going to be Tomei um, because he's not the one actually moving the bones and therefore he will be permitted to partake of the Karban Pesach at uh, the night of the 15th. Okay, period, next to that. Next part of the Mishnah said, Gershon is Geyer, but somebody converts on Erev Pesach. So we had a Machlaikas between Beishambay and Besillah. Let's talk about this. Omar Rabbi Barbachana, Omar Rabbi Echanan, Rabbi Barbachana says in the name of Rabbi Echanan, Machlaikas Ba'arul Nachri. The Machlaikas is when you have a non Jew who never had a bris milah. Okay? He didn't have his bris milah yet for, uh, for Yiddishkeit. Very fascinating uh, concern of Beis Hillel. Listen to this. A guy is not Mekabal Tumah. A non-Jew is not Mekabal Tumah. A Yid is Mekabal Tumah. says like this. If you have somebody who has a bris mila on Erev Pesach, we're not going to let you eat the pace at the Pesach Seder that night. You know why? Because he's going to say like this. This ger is going to think to himself, well, last year, last year on Erev Pesach, you know, I became Tomei, maybe. You know, he, may, he may be Tomei. Maybe he came into contact with a dead body. And I was allowed to eat from the Pesach Seder that night, from, from the Kabram Pesach that night. No problems. Well, this year, you know, if I touch a dead body, that means I'm allowed to eat from the Pesach. He's not going to know that the reason why last year, he may not realize that the reason why last year he was permitted to partake of the Karim Pesach was because he was a guy when he touched the corpse. And therefore he's not tummy. He may be unfamiliar and may start to confuse the situation. So right now, let me go to the mikvah, the same way I did when I converted. And I should join in the Karim Pesach. He may not know be familiar with this halacha, that a guy is not makabal tumah, and that was the only reason why he could partake. Akshav Yisrael makabal tumah, but now he's talking Yisrael. So Basil says like this, if you have somebody who was not Jewish on Erev Pesach, we're not going to allow the eating of the carbon Pesach because of this potential confusion. That he may say, oh, last year I touched the dead body in the morning, and still they just told me to go to the mikvah and I was fine. So this year when I touched the body in the morning, yeah, it doesn't work like that because he has got to wait seven days. Last year it was it worked because you weren't a yid, so we were allowed to have that leniency. Okay, Bishami says no, no, no. There's no reason to make such a uh, such a decree. Yeah, and particularly when if Lamaisa, listen to this. Beis Hillel is a huge novel idea. It's a huge chiddush. According to Beis Hillel, we're going to tell this full fledged convert Jew. Don't eat the Pesach, say to the first Pesach that you're Jewish, because maybe there might be a time where somebody converts and they're touched the corpse and they're not going to know the difference. You know what Beis Hillel is calling this guy? Don't do a positive commandment that's going to obligate you in Karis. That's huge. Out of a, out of a far-fetched concern. Bishami says, no. We're not going to, because of that concern, that's not enough to tell me don't fulfill the myths of carbon Pesach. Nothing doing we don't make a zero on our because of an Aral Nachri. Similarly, okay, 
Amr Rabbi Shimon, Allah Rabbi Shimon says, "V'nechlu b'shamay b'shol al Ari Yisrael, b'shamay Yisrael don't argue about an Ari Yisrael." Shatayv b'echol as pisfer the Arab. Everybody agrees that he's allowed to go to the mikvah and eat the carbon pesach that night. Amar nech, okay, when he has a bris he was an Ari. Now he's got a bris he goes to the mikvah. Doal, beauty. Amar nechluku, where's the machlekes al Ari Nachri? When you have a Nachri, a non-Jew who wasn't didn't have a bris milah, b'shamay b'shamay says, "Shatayv b'echol as pisfer the Arab." Then he goes to the mikvah and he eats his carbon pesach that night. The soul says, "No, we're concerned about the about confusion for the next year." And therefore, we consider him like he's tame right now, and we're not going to permit him to take part in the carbon pesach. Period. Okay. Omar Rava. Rava says. Omar Rabba Rabba says, There's three halachas. One halacha concerning an Aral, somebody who doesn't have, who's nishgimalt, somebody who doesn't have a bismillah. There's a halacha concerning a hazaa, a halacha concerning sprinkling, and a halacha concerning an izemel, a chalaf, a knife, that the Rabbanon said, we're going to make a gzera that we want you to follow, even though you may end up doing something with a kares transgression. Okay? Now, if you don't know what arel hazaa and izemel is, we translated those words, but now the Gemara is going to tell us that, that these words represent various halachas, and we're going to go through what these halachas are. There's three additional halachas concerning an aynein mitzayram beis where said that if there's going to be a chiv kares, don't listen to our decree. Okay, so there's three categories. We're going to go through them. Where the Rabbanan say, even though there's a chiv kares, listen to our decree. And there's three categories of halacha where the Rabbanan say, do not listen to our halacha when there's a chiv kares. Aral hadamar. The case of an aral is what we said. When you have a gershon as guy, the guy was not Jewish, he was an aral, he didn't have a brismila. So Beis Hillel says, you're not allowed to eat from the brismila, even though. The, the Torah says anybody who doesn't partake of the Kabbalah Pesach is going to be Chai of Karis. Okay? So the Rabbana said, still, listen to us. Hazza'a. What's the case of sprinkling? Da'amar Mar. The Tana taught us. Hazza'a Shuvos. Okay? The Hazza'a, the sprinkling for a Tomei Mace, the sprinkling uh, of, uh, of uh, the Paraduma onto a Tomei Mace is a din dirabonan on Shabbos. That the Rabbanan say that if your day of sprinkling falls out on Shabbos, you should not have it done. Because you might come to carry. Izemel. What's the case of Izemel? Titania, we learned in a The same way you're not allowed to bring uh, the knife to perform a brismila. Uh, uh, in a Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos, kach ein mevi and I say derech gagos. You also can't do it with a shinoi, derech hatzeres, derech kar fifais. Now, really, if a person doesn't do on purpose a bris mila bismanai, so that can lead um, that can lead to an iser kares, and the the to carry in a way of a shinoi in a unique way is only going to be aser midrabbanon. Still, the rabbanon say, listen to us. Listen to the decree, the Rabbanon, and don't fulfill your, uh, your chiv. Okay? Now, the reason why particularly here, as well, usually you're allowed to do things by a general bris milah, but as the Mepharshim explained here, we're dealing with 
somebody who's an RL on Erev Pesach, Erev Pesach's falling out on Shabbos, he wants to eat from the Korban Pesach, Matzi Shabbos, we're still going to say, you're not allowed to carry your knife to be, to circumcise this guy on Shabbos, Erev Pesach, so that he can later perform his mitzvah of Korban Pesach. Einen Hada Amaranda Allah of Einen as well, this is what we said, that the Rabbanon said that Anina supplies even at night. Mitzayra Mahi, what's the halacha of Mitzayra? Where we said you should not listen to the Darabonah. The Tari will to the price. Mitzayra Shechal Shmini Shleil Erev Pesach. Mitzayra whose eighth day falls out in Erev Pesach. Virah Keri Boi Bayan. And he has Keri on that day. So now he's got to wait one more day. Okay? So Allah is Taivel Ba'aychel. He's Taivel and he eats. Okay? Because um, he's allowed to be Taivel in as much as his Tsaras can leave, although he's still. May remain tamei kari. Amru Cham, the Cham say, Apapisha Tvul Yomin and Nichnas, even though Tvul Yom is not allowed to come and perform a, uh, and be the one to bring a carbon Pesach, Zen Nichnas. This person is permitted to come onto the Har Habayas, okay? Because Tvul Yom is only Yosemit Rabbana. Mutav Yavi Asayish Bekaris, it's better to perform in Asayish Bekaris, Vietcha Asayish Bekaris, and push aside. The assay that does not have kares, okay, for example, a tvul yayim, a lower level of tumah, going up to the harabayas is not going to be chayv kares. And over here, if, over, over here, if he doesn't come up at all, he's going to be chayv kares because he's not going to have a carbon pesach. So better that he come on to the harabayas and transgress the assay without a kares so that he could fulfill the mitzvah that evening of eating the carbon pesachs to not lead to a chayv kares. There's no assay for Tvul Yom to go up on Harabayas. Shemar, as it says, stood amongst Klal Yisrael in front of the Chatzar Achadosha, the new Chatzar, the, uh, the new courtyard. My Chatzar Achadosha, what is the new courtyard? It means that there was a new halacha that. They taught him when they said, Tvul Yom is not allowed to come onto Machne Leviyah, right? The Leviyah, the, the tribe of Levi, which Kahanim are part of, they controlled the Harabayas. And you see from here that it was only a Gzeira de Rabbanon that a Tvul Yom can't go up in the Harabayas. Really, made the rise of Tvul Yom is permitted to go up in the Harabayas. Therefore, Rabbanon say that in order to fulfill your mitzvah of Karban Pesach, you're allowed on Arab Pesach, a Tvoya may go up and will push aside the rabbinic decree so that you can fulfill your mitzvah dairaisa that night of eating the carbon Pesach. Okay. Beis Hapras. What is the Allah of a Beis Hapras? So we became familiar with the Beis Hapras. Um, in Shabbos, we had this discussion where you have an area of land that. Um, Beis Apras literally is a plowed over field, but there's a concern here of bones of buried people giving off Tumma. Okay, so you walk in the Beis Apras, you don't know really if the area that you're walking on is Tome Mace or not. So Beis Apras, we learned in the Mishnah about a Beis Apras. Bishabim, Bishamim, Bishilo, Bishamim, and Bishilo agree. Shabaitkin Laisei Pesach, that you have to check a field that may have dead bodies for people who are making the carbon Pesach. So if you have a field that a lot of people are going to be traveling for to get up to the Harabais, 
So it's incumbent upon us to make sure that it's taka, that there's no, there's no potential tumor there. Okay? The in baitkin le oichlei truma. You don't have to check a base pras for oichlei truma. It's not a, an incumbent upon the community to do that. And therefore, we'll say people are going to eat truma, you know, uh, you know, uh, walk, walk around. Okay? Fine. Now, base pras will only be usher mid rabbanon. So, over here you see a, a uh, leniency that when people are making a, a carbon Pesach, the Rabban are going to say, okay, you know, we'll, uh, we're going to lift our prohibition from this Beis HaPras. My Baitkin, what does it mean? You check it, I'm reviewing that we tell a person you're allowed to uh, blow as you walk through the Beis HaPras so that once you get the top layer out of the way, you'll be able to notice if there's any bones. If it's a base pras where there's been a path that's been, uh, that's been created due to people's feet, you know, you could tell that a lot of people have walked that way. Um, so, um, if somebody's going to bring a carbon Pesach, the Rabbana will say, even though it's a base pras, if you see a path that a lot of people walk, you could assume that that path was checked over and there's no bones there, and we're going to allow you to bring your carbon Pesach. Hadron Allah Ha'isha, Hadron Allah Ha'isha, Hadron Allah Ha'isha. All right, Gvaldik. Mazel Tov. That was a six-blot parak. All right, one of the shorter prakim. But Mazel Tov to all of us who finished the eighth parak, and now we begin the, now we begin the ninth parak. All right. This parak, is going to focus on something that we're very familiar with by now. So it's going to go pretty smooth. And that is, who's obligated to bring a Pesach Shein? And who's not obligated to bring a Pesach Shein? So a lot of these Mishnayas we've quoted in the previous Prakim, particularly over the past 20 blot or so. And this, is, this Perik is going to be the, the, you know, the Mishnayas that deal particularly with this Halacha. So here we go. Zogd, the Mishnah, the Mishnah says. Misha Yutami Abedar Krachaika, person who's Tame or he's far away from Yerushalayim and he's not able to bring a carbon Pesach, while he also has a Rishon, he didn't bring a Pesach Rishon, he also has a Shani, so then you're going to be Chayav, you're going to be obligated to bring a Pesach Shani. Shagag Ainanas, let uh, also, if a person was a Shagig or in Ainis, things that happen um, uh, that, that do not allow him to go to Yerushalayim, it could be a physical ailment. It could be anything, you know, uh, something happened, there was a, a backup of traffic, and, you know, he wasn't able to make it, something that's totally out of his control. Then, is not able to make a cover of Pesach Rishon. Also, he is obligated and allowed to bring a Pesach Sheni. If, if it's more circumstances than just somebody who's Tame or far away, and it's really anybody who... Something prevented them from bringing a carbon Pesach. They bring a Pesach Sheni. So why would you say a Tamei or a faraway person if it's not particular to those two situations? Says the Mishnah, Okay? Very interesting, which the Gemara is going to have to explain. And that is that a Tamei or a faraway person has Pesach Sheni with no Kares, uh, uh, with no Chi of Kares. 
and somebody else, however, if they're a shogeg, and we'll have to explain if you're an Ines, how you ever chayev curries. If you are, uh, if you're an Ines, you know, how, how's it possible? But at this point of the Mishnah, that's what we're going to assume. You're still going to be chayev curries, and you'll bring a Pesach Sheni. The Gemara is going to have to explain how such a thing is possible. Let's go. Says the Gemara. Itmar we learned. The person's far away. And somebody else shechted a carbon Pesach and sprinkled the blood with him in mind. Rav Nachman Amar Hortzim. Rav Nachman said, you brought your Pesach Rishon, you're good to go. Rav Shesha Amar Loi Hortzim. Rav Shesha says, no, you still are going to be obligated in the Pesach Sheni. Very interesting, okay? So and let's say somebody's in Tiberia. They can't make it to Yerushalayim. But somebody had them in Zinan. Somebody had them in mind. At the time that they shechted a carbon Pesach in Yerushalayim, there, say the Lemaisa, you fulfilled your mitzvah of offering the carbon Pesach, even though you're not going to eat it. This is what Reb David brought up two days ago. Right, David, you brought this up. Uh, you know, uh, does a Pesach Sheni apply when you didn't eat the Pesach Rishon or when it wasn't offered? You see from here that when the Pesach wasn't offered on your behalf during Pesach Rishon, that's when you have a Pesach Sheni. But over here, it was offered on his behalf. It seems he's not going to have a Pesach Sheni. Let's explain this. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says that you did get your mitzvah of Korban Pesach. Okay? Because, listen, the Torah, the Torah is having Rachmanus on him. Yeah? The Torah is having Rachmanus on him. As far as a Pesach Sheni, the other Torah of Bracha. So, if you're able to bring Korban Pesach, Rav Sheish says, no. No. Nothing was uh, accepted. Because the, if you're far away, the Torah considers you like a tummy person, and the same way a tummy person cannot be part of a chabura, cannot be part of a group for, for a carbon pesach, so too somebody who's far away cannot be part of a group. Amrav Nachman says, How do I know that if somebody's far away and somebody else has them in mind, it's a valid carbon? The Torah we learned in the Mishnah, Misha, Yatami, Abderach, Rechaika, person who's tummy or far away, and he does not make a Pesach Rishon, he's permitted to make a Pesach Sheni. We can infer from here, the Ibai of it, that if he, uh, if he wanted to, he's permitted to be part of the Karban Pesach. Rav Sheish is going to say no. Rav Nachman, that's not a good diak. If you're, if you're right, that it would be a valid Karban, even though you're far away, says only, only if you're a Shagig or an Aynas. Something crazy happened. That's when you have a Pesach Sheni, Miktani Bayasim Mechlal, the Ibai of it. Right? Uh, are you going to say from here, oh, and you didn't do it, but if you wanted to, you could have? No, you couldn't do it. Harei Shagav, Harei Nena. Still, you, you didn't have the possibility. El Amezid Katani Badayu. Rather, it must be that we're dealing with somebody who was, was uh, too far away and it was their own decision to be so far away. Hachanami, and still we say of a Pesach Sheni, Hachanami, Ani Miktani Badayu. So too, um, when uh, so too by an einin, we're dealing with katani badayu. That when somebody is uh, is an einin and he's not able to bring a, a carbon pesach, so you're not going to be included. Amar Ravashi, Mastis, and Amideka. Our mission seems to infer that that uh, we're we're dealing with somebody who purposely was far away and did not take part of the carbon pesach. The katani ilu Some people are potter and kares. Some people are chayav and karis. What was the end of that mission? Remember we said, what in the world's going on? How can you be chayav and karis? If you're a shaygig or an aynas, 
no chiv kares by anybody who's an Inus, right? Ahai. So what was that, what was that uh, phrase referring to? Either my shaygeg and anas, if you're going to tell me we're dealing with a shaygeg and somebody who's, uh, or somebody who was an Inus, something that was out of their control, Shagig Vananas Bade Karistin, or are they gonna be Chav Karis? Of course not. El Lava Mazid Bainan. Must be dealing with somebody who's a Mazid and somebody who's an Aine. And therefore, it makes sense that they're gonna be Chayav in Karis. Rabnachman's gonna say, no, Lailma Mazid Bhuday. The mission is dealing with only somebody who purposely did not bring a carbon pesach, and it's not referring to an Aine no Bidinhu, the Boyle, the Mr. Chayev. And really the Mishnah should have said that he that he's Chayev instead of they, which is that he, a person who purposely um, uh, a, a person who purposely didn't bring the carbon pesach, This we said in plural. But really, you should have said in singular to say that only somebody who purposely didn't bring the carbon pesach is chayav kares. But an einin would not be chayav kares. Amar of sheishes, of sheishes. So that was Rav Nachman. Amar of sheishes. Rav Sheshah says, Where do I get my halacha from? Okay, Rav, uh, Rav was the one who argued on Rav Nachman. So Rav Sheshah says, How do I know my halacha that um, we're dealing with somebody who was a mazid who purposely did not partake of the Karban Pesach and an Ainin? The time we learned the Bryce, Rabbi Kiva, Aimer, Namar, Tomei, Venamar, Bederachachaika, because it says in the Pasuk, Tomei and Derachachaika together. So you see that both the status of a Aine and a Derachachaika, somebody who happened to just be too far away and there's nothing to do, are going to be high. If my Tomei Shasveka, the other losses, Venari. So just like when, you're, when a Tomei person, if, uh, even if he wants to do it, he's not only able to. So too, um, you see that somebody who's far away is is uh, going to have a Pesach Sheni because you're not allowed to ask somebody else to, to take your place. The same way a Tommy person can't appoint the Shliach, the Shach, the Pesach Rishon on their behalf. Somebody who's far away cannot partake either. Rav Nachman is going to say, Rabbi Akiva Okay, he's going to say back to Rav Sheshes, that Rabbi Akiva is Latamei. Rabbi Akiva is following his own logic, consistent with his own reasoning. Because of our ancient Shaykh, the Mizrak, and the Tommy Shark, he says, You're not let a Shech, a carbon Pesach, or sprinkle the blood for somebody who's Tomei Sheretz. Tomei, we've been dealing with Tomei of Mace, a dead person. Now we're dealing with the Tomei of Sheretz. But Ana, Svirali, and I hold, Kimanda Omar Shaykh, the Mizrak, and Tommy Sheretz, I hold, they are permitted and Shech for a Tomei Sheretz. So Rabbi Nachman's going to say that a person is allowed to Shech the carbon Pesach for somebody who's currently Tomei and will eventually become Tahar. But, so a person who's Tameh, and will be capable of partaking of the Karban Pesach, is allowed to have somebody else shecht for him, and therefore the same thing would be true when somebody is far away, and Rashi explains, this is very important, even if they're in Tiberia at the time that's shechted, but they would technically be capable of making it to Yerushalayim, on time to eat the Karban Pesach, the same way when somebody's tummy and would be tar at night, if I'm far away but could get there at night, also I'm allowed to have my Karban Pesach shechted for me according to the opinion of Rabbi Nachman. And we'll hold it here for today. We're up to Tanar Abonon, six lines uh, from the top of Tzadi Gimel, Amud Aleph, Mezushan, we'll pick up from here tomorrow evening.